just a heads up, everyone. Though we look at things through an optimistic lens on this show, some of the topics may be triggering and some of the language may be adult. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm Jenna Edwards, and I've overcome some pretty serious adversity in my life. And I just recently realized it was all because of this mindset I call aggressive optimism. I knew I wasn't the only one living with this way of thinking, and as I always say, there's a million ways to do anything. So I wanted to do this podcast so I could have conversations with others and learn how they overcome adversity and achieve their big goals and dreams and create the life they want to live. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Edwards, and today is Friday, which means the wonderful Katie Jeffcoat is joining me today. Hi, Katie. Hey, Jenna. So you guys, we've been talking about how much flip and fun we have been having, not only talking every day and like building our lives together, but how much fun we've been having with this segment on the podcast. And so we've decided we're going to call it Two Small Town Girls Who Take on the World. Woo! So fun. (laughs) So this is the the launching episode of that particular tagline. Um, But I feel like that's, gosh, it's so true to who we are. Like we talk about being two small town girls. For those of you who don't know us, we grew up in the same town uh, with 2006 people in the middle of a cornfield in Minnesota. And now Katie lives in DC and I live in LA and our lives are so different by design. And we didn't, grow up like really close friends. We obviously knew each other because there weren't a lot of people in our town, but um, we uh, reconnected on Facebook, which is so much fun. And ever since then, we've been having the best time getting to know each other on a deeper level and helping each other with our big giant dreams. So I'm just really grateful for you, Katie. Well, I feel the exact same way about you. I really do feel like Facebook is like my own personal coffee shop. I'm like owning (laughs) that little piece of the pie because I love it so much. It brings me so much joy and I I love that I get to see people and interact with people. Is it the best? Yes. Hello. I mean. Oh my gosh. And so today we actually really wanted to talk about the idea that you're not defined by your circumstances because we were talking after last week's episode where Katie announced that she's having date night in Paris next weekend, which is like the funnest thing ever. I realized after we did that episode that people um, might assume that that's just the way she was brought up. And there was this post by a friend of ours, a mutual friend from high school, that was a quote by Angelina Jolie talking about like finding the things and doing the things that bring you joy. And somebody had commented below that post, uh, yeah, it must be nice. It's easy for her to say because she's Angelina Jolie and she grew up rich. And so Katie and I were having that conversation about the fact that neither of us grew up rich. And, but now in our adulthood, people may think that we came from a place of wealth and privilege. And um, that's just not true for either of us. No, not at all. And I think that we oftentimes talk about the fact that, well, all the time, both of us are like core idea of what we do in the world is that you are not defined by your circumstances. 
you know, you can pick yourself up and, and create the life that you want to live. And I think both of us have absolutely 100% done that. Um, and so, and to the point where Katie literally gets to go to Paris next weekend to have dinner. No, Jenna, I'm going tonight. Wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah, I leave tonight. So when I get back, <laughs> we'll be talking again. And I'll tell oh you my what gosh. Went. Oh my yeah, gosh. Crazy. I can't even keep track of you. I, it's, it's, I mean, it's ridiculously, obnoxiously fun. <laughs> but like not how we grew up, right? No, of course not. I think, you know, we, we get to make choices and we get to decide how we want to live our lives and what we want to put our finances toward or whatever. And we get to decide our priorities. We absolutely get to decide our, our priorities. And I think that that's something that, you know, as a self-proclaimed kind of control freak in a way, I think kind of control freak. Right? I think the idea that I get to control my choice helps me just balance the playing field. Like I have control because I have choice and I am a hundred percent in control of my choice, how I choose to show up, how I choose to respond to whatever life brings. And I think that's where I can take a deep breath, find the harmony. Yeah, for sure. So I have a question for you, um, because even though we grew up in the same town, we definitely grew up in different um, cliques, if you will, <laughs> of oh that same God, I that word. I know, me too, but I couldn't think of a different word. Um, but like different, different friends groups, different, you know, just we didn't hang out in the same circles uh, necessarily. And obviously, since it's such a small town, the circles overlap. And, you know, we, we definitely interacted mostly in speech competition, which I think is so fun because Katie's now also public speaking and I am also public speaking. So, um, so <laughs> I just love that connection. But so growing up, did you ever, I mean, I know that you were always a big dreamer, but did you ever imagine that you would one day have date night in Paris? No. I know. <laughs> so, oh my God. Not until last week when I was on orbits looking at how cheap I could get somewhere, was it ever even a possibility? Like <laughs> only because the price was right and it just happened. I'm like, I had a babysitter and the price was right. And I like said, yes, I had never dreamt of it until the minute it was put in front of me. And so I, uh, I'm glad you said, and I said yes, because I feel like oftentimes people don't go into circumstances intentionally open-minded. Like, I think people are like just being the way that they're being and don't realize that you can set an intention behind the way you're being, right? So when did you like intentionally start to research and be open to this idea of like, I don't have to just do the same thing. Not that New York is the same thing. You know what I mean? But like, I don't have to do the same thing that I've done before. Like growing up, specifically when we were younger, when did you have that kind of realization? Do you remember? Because I don't know if I can remember. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I, um, I mean, I was always I was always a dreamer and I mm -hmm. always had this intrinsic idea that if I'm 
ever going to make a bet, I'm going to bet on myself. And that always helped me kind of, um, like I knew I can count on myself. I knew I could make it happen. Getting other people in the room to then do that thing was where I struggled. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm the exact opposite. Really? Honey? Oh yeah. Growing up, even until probably like two years ago, I struggled betting on myself in regards to projects specifically. Um, like if I was brought on to a project, I knew I could do the job, but like I still struggle with the idea of doing my own thing. Oh, that's so interesting. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. You and I do love it. that you too. Were born for that. You were what was born that? To do- like you are a hundred percent ready and you were born for it. Like I just see you already so successful and so <laughs> in that space of, you know, I'm crushing it. Like you're going to be a household name and it's going to be the coolest thing. And I like selfishly, <laughs> I'm going to be able to say, I remember when Jenna and I were just talking on our podcast, you know, once a week. I oh know my gosh. Her. From your lips, right? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited for that day. And I'm going to feel so good because I'm going to feel like I'm special too. Cause I know you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love I love that. Well, now I have to make it happen. See, that's the whole thing. It's like, I don't know why, but my motivations are super, this is why I love talking to you, by the way. Our motivations are different and we're both so open about what our motivations are that it's just so fascinating to me. But it also goes back to the idea that like we both kind of grew up in a similar circumstance, right? Like we at least grew up in the same town. And And we only live like three blocks from each other. We lived on the same street. Isn't that crazy? Two blocks, actually. (laughs) Two blocks. Oh, my God. I was on one side of the church, one block away, and you were across the street from the church parking lot on the other side. Yes. Oh, the things that we did in the church parking lot, like spinning donuts in the winter and parking Joy's car across the street behind the tree. Oh, my gosh. So many So, but, but it's really true, like how you can just have these circles or have this experience that is so similar yet so different. And I think I, that's the point of like people look at something and they see a quote from Angelina Jolie on the Facebook that says, do whatever you want, travel if that brings you joy. And someone writes, well, it's easy for her. She has all the money. Where right. I could have written something that's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yes, let's do that. Absolutely. Well, and isn't it interesting too, like we talk about, we grew up in the same town. Um, So technically similar circumstances, right? We got the same education. We got, um, we had the same people around us, like all of that stuff. I feel like now that I've lived in Los Angeles for 20 years, I can tell you it is the same type of thing in Beverly Hills or in West Hollywood and all those rich places where Angelina Jolie grew up. Like just because they grew up there, and they were surrounded by all of those things doesn't mean they didn't struggle. Like I remember reading her bio and I was just floored at the struggle that she went through. Um, And so I feel like it's so easy for people to look at someone's circumstance and then like judge them, right? Or us look at our circumstances and judge what we're going to become based on those circumstances. Like if you're only surrounded by people who work at a factory, like if you let yourself, you could just think that's the way life is. 
Or you could think that that's the most abundant life and it's perfect for you. And the idea is that you get to choose exactly what you want. Like no judgy, judgy, like nobody needs any of that. Like we all can grow up. We're over it. Let's move on. And I think that's, what's so cool. And you know, hindsight is 2020, right? In our forties, it's easier to let some of that stuff kind of roll off our back where in our twenties and thirties, we cared more about that kind of stuff, but we've had more stress. We've had more life experience. We've had more tragedy in some situations where Mm -hmm. other things just don't matter the way that they used to. And I think the, you know, what you were getting to Jenna of, you know, you can't let your circumstances define you. Like we, we've been through some stuff and because of that, we are the people that we are now and we choose to intentionally live in this space of joy and happiness and aggressive optimism and margin so that we can feel fulfilled and that we can then impact others in a positive way. Absolutely. And I, you know, it's so interesting too, is like you said, now that we're in our forties, we don't care as much. Um, That was a real big struggle for me, right? Like I, I definitely had to intentionally stop caring and I feel like one, that's why one of my biggest missions in life right now is to speak to high school and college students about the fact that they don't have to wait till they're 40 to stop like living life defined by other people. Yeah. I mean. Or their circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea that I get to go to Paris for dinner tomorrow seems <laughs> crazy and wildly excessive to most of your listeners. And I own that. I get that. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I grew up on food stamps for a part of my life. I have struggled. I have had more than $250,000 in student loan debt. I have dug myself out of credit card debt. I have done a lot of things. I've worked a lot of jobs. I went to school and I worked at a law firm and I waited tables at night from 10 till two in the morning and then got up again and was at the law firm by nine for years when I was in school. I worked at the department store and the restaurant and went to school during the holiday season. Like I get it. Like we yeah. have to work hard. And I think sometimes people forget what it takes to work so many jobs and to work hard and to be ambitious and strive for something more. Like it's not perfect. I'm still working. Right. But just because I get to do this one thing that isn't even that expensive in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) Well, it's your priority. Just like my circumstances don't define me this one weekend away, you know, one night also shouldn't. Right. Like we are more complex humans. Absolutely. You don't judge people by one thing, either side of the spectrum. I love that. Absolutely. I think, I really think comparison is poison. It's the thief of joy. Absolutely. Yeah. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy. That's like a meme out on the internet. That's not mine, but it's true. <laughs> like somebody on the Google said that and I'm now copying it. Nice. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that that's it goes back to the idea that you're not defined by your circumstances means to sit down wherever you are right now and define what you want your circumstances to be and make that your definition, like the future you, you know, not 
not being on the food stamps or having to work four jobs, like that's just a means to an end. And I think a lot of times we wait until we're like uber rich. We have a million dollars in the bank account. Then we could consider going somewhere really cool like Paris for dinner. But we get to decide if that's how we're going to roll. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, my kids, my husband, myself, I ask people and myself this question all the time. And I've probably already mentioned it here, but I ask what would have to be true for XYZ to happen? What would have to be true to go to Paris for dinner? What would have to be true to get a new car because my car keeps conking out on me or (laughs) what would have to be true to put my kids into private school? Like really think about what that is. Not that I, we do that. We go to public school, but whichever way you want to take this Mm -hmm. question for you, like you get to decide if you're listening to this, you get to think of like, what is the really big thing right now? What's my big priority? What would have to be true for that to happen? And if you really start to think about that and dive into that, it's probably not as hard as you think. Yeah. And by the way, anyone listening, I literally did this exercise after last week's podcast because you did mention it um, in regards to Paris. You were like, we, Kyle and I sat down and we said what would have to be true. And so Craig and I this week, like we want to move back to Burbank. It is so like powerful in both of our beings. And so we, lit- we literally sat down and we were like, what would have to be true for us to do that? And now we have a plan. And whether that plan gets executed in exactly the way we wrote it out doesn't matter. The fact is that's our intention right now. And so all of our focus is on making that a reality. And that's the secret sauce, right? It's like the minute you call in and focus in on what your actual dream is and you do start to create action steps, it snowballs. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think the the key to doing that exercise is then to take the action. If you can think about it and dream about it all that you want, but if you're not taking action, you're not, you're not getting there. And my point is that it just has to be a baby step. Mm-hmm. It just has to be one step. You have to take some sort of action and that's the way it works. It's kind of like, um, I've never ran a marathon. I actually don't run unless somebody's chasing me. But I say that all the time. I know I do say that a lot. But hypothetically speaking, if I were to run a marathon, and I know people that are runners, so maybe this analogy might help a little bit. Typically what happens is you go outside. Maybe you go outside. I'm just making this up in my head as you're going. You run around the house. And you're like, great, I can do that. You run one mile. Like, great, I can do that. I just proved myself, I can run a mile. Woohoo. The next day you go out, you run a mile and a half because you already know you can run one mile. So mm-hmm. you do a little bit more, right? You want to run a mile and a half. And the next day you run two miles. And the next day you run four miles. And you get to where you can run a half marathon and then you keep going, right? Like, you Absolutely. get the pattern. The idea with deciding what your priority is and how you, t- how you make that happen and the question we just talked about is that you just have to take one baby step, right? Like that's how it works. You take that step and you're like, wow, I can do that. Okay, what's next? Okay, I can do that. Okay, what's next? Absolutely. And that's so fun. And you know, <laughs> I love it. Like I want to cheer everyone on when they're doing that. Because I know. It's a bit hilarious too. Because 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's also one of those things like, that's why I love your community so much because we literally cheer on every single baby step. If the person posts about it, right? Like they have to take the step to ask for celebration, but man, when they do, everybody's like, yes, you make dinner at home or yes, you you ran around your house or yes, you made one sales call. You know, like it's, those are huge hurdles for someone who's never done that. And I think it's important for all of us to recognize out, outside people um, to celebrate and then internal. Like if you have never made a sales call in your entire life and you decided to do it, congratulations. Like that's huge. Right. And then tomorrow you can make two. Exactly. Like, and that's what's so exciting about living in a world that's full of abundance that you have your community of people cheering you on and where you get to like crush it. Even if it's making one phone call or sometimes for me, it's like, I'm going to wash my face twice a day. I hate washing my face. I don't know why it's the sweetest thing. I know I'm going to look old way faster than I need to, but I feel like I'm going to start celebrating that when I do it. I'm going to drink some water and I'm going to wash my face. Oh my gosh. Especially I'm calling out Drinking water is definitely a struggle for you, I've noticed. Oh my gosh, I never drink water. I only drink coffee. Excuse me. I only drink coffee. (laughs) It's true, you guys. I'm sorry. So yeah, if you started drinking water on a regular basis, I would cheer you on like a mad woman. Yeah, because it's hard for you, right? It's like, so recognizing in ourselves the things that, again, comparison is poison. Yeah. Recognizing in ourselves the things that were difficult for us that we're doing is really important because it gives you confidence to do the next big thing. And then they become habits, right? They become habits. And like, how exciting is that? Like whether it's drinking water becomes a habit or making sales calls becomes a habit and your business totally explodes or you exercise, like whatever it is. Yes. When you can do little steps and make it consistent and they become habits. Then you get to define your circumstance. Absolutely. And that isn't. I'm in too. I'm here for it. (laughs) Exactly. Me too. So everybody listening, basically what Katie and I are saying is you are not defined by your circumstances. You are defined by the circumstances that you decide define you, but it's your choice. Absolutely. Life is all about choices. And that is why Katie and I are two small town girls who take on the world. (laughs) All right, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Katie, thank you so much for the lively conversation as usual. You guys have been listening to the Aggressive Optimism Podcast and I am your host, Jenna Edwards, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you'll join me next time. The Aggressive Optimism Podcast is made possible through affiliate programs. So if you'd like to support the podcast and get some really great products for yourself, head on over to the offerings page at aggressiveoptimism.com. And if you want a little more aggressive optimism in your life, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Jenna Edwards Life. I'll see you over there. Until then, have a good one.